Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Alex here, just taking a moment to give you an update on our Patreon. We've been reading out patron names at the start of all of our shows for a while now as a way of saying thanks to our contributors. However, thanks to having such an amazingly generous fan base, our Patreon has actually been growing a lot faster than we had ever hoped, and we've ended up falling a bit behind in our shoutouts. As a result, starting from now, we're going to be increasing the number of names we read at the start of episodes to reduce the waiting time, and reviewing our records to make sure we haven't missed anyone. This does mean that the thanks segment before every episode will run slightly longer than it has previously, but it's the only way we can make sure we give proper credit to the people who make our content possible. So with that, I just personally wanted to say thanks to everyone for your patience and understanding, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Shara Rossichan, The Zen Scientist, Rexy Adar, David Durand, 
Anne Polman, Neil Kelly, Jigre, Ian Morin, Sean McMahon, Xander, Wizard of the Citadel under Hidden Rivers, etc. Kate F. Morrow Grove, Elizabeth Cornwell, Kerry Lloyd, Casey Peevler, Flighty Broad, Rebecca Coffey, Tatum B., Addy Batts, Gladys Gonzalez. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meredith, and this week I have with me... Helen Gould. Alex Neal. Sasha Sienna. And who are you playing? Cleo. That's my name. Yes. yes. So, um... Betty. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so this is our Monster of the Week special, where we're going to run through a one-shot of the Power by Apocalypse game, Monster of the Week, should have mentioned last week. It's by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions, so... Thanks for those people for making it a possible game that we Thanks can play for doing the thing now do. in this room. <laughs> so, last week, obviously, if you haven't, go listen to that if you're interested in a sort of Session Zero thing where the players discuss which playbooks they'd like to take oh, part get in. Oh, now, now, now he's sending people back to previous episodes instead of just criticising people for joining halfway through. Okay, so when Shoes people join... on the other foot now! Oh, yeah... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's fair enough. Anyway, yeah, so we went through sort of the playbooks people have been doing. We developed the characters and we developed their sort of relationships to one another. In summary, we have this kind of strange little dysfunctional hunter family where Cleo's love, Bet, was killed by a cult dedicated to the demon Malthus. Cleo went mad, well, sort of broke at that moment, killed all the cultists, burned down the house, and also did irreparable damage to the relationship between Cleo and Bet. Bet, who died, question mark, <laughs> but actually sort of didn't, became a ghost, saw what happened and decided that, you know, for the sake of the relationship, they couldn't possibly be super involved with Cleo anymore. After this occurs, after Bet is sort of watching Cleo from afar... Oh, Bet changed her name to Betty in sort of a masterstroke of disguise. <laughs> yeah, and I it's think me, Betsy. Put some glasses on, I think, as well. Yeah, and a hat. And rendering her completely unrecognisable to Cleo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, you can uh, kill clothes, I forgot. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, killed, you killed a pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so then Cleo and Sam meet each other because Sam ran over a warped demon cultist with their car before it could kill Cleo. And then Cleo immediately saved Sam from the angry, now hit by a car, <laughs> warp demon cultist. Ah, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> then Sam noticed Betty stalking Cleo and, you know, that pair thought, oh, look, another another monster. Let's kill the monster because I'm car, a hunter now. I choose you. Try to, dri- <laughs> try to drive through a ghost with a car. Didn't work. Car went through ghost. Ghost didn't really care. But nice try. Yeah. <laughs> but then was saved from. I'm going to assume that crime. I hit a police car. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. that I ploughed straight into like a police van or yeah. something. So Betty then saved or got Sam out of that sticky situation, thus earning Sam's eternal respect and admiration. And that kind of has brought those three together. So they're currently like driving around the English countryside in a rusty old Mustang Boss 302. Remember Homer family? Sam stole <laughs> from their dad. Yeah. Before he completely finished restoring it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we find them after a string of partially successful hunts. There was a chupacabra in Chichester, a werewolf in Worthing, and then a banshee in Brighton, which they've just... <laughs> just kind of dealt with. We'll Um, get that mummy in Manchester. (laughs) (laughs) And then I promise you that this uh, actual thing doesn't alliterate this time. Yeah, I know. That's my big clue. I've ruined it, sorry. But yes, you have posted up on a uh, sort of roadside rest stop and let's say Cleo, actually probably Cleo because she's an adult who can touch objects. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Which marks you out as very, very unique in this little... uh, I I can touch things too. Oh, you're, yeah. you're, you are definitely not an adult. So you're having a nice, a nice read of the local Brighton paper, The Argus. Yeah, ah. see, that's real. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I do love a bit of local journalism. Yeah, and you don't have a mission on the moment. You don't have any sort of, of purpose. Because your hunter's purpose is to hunt, and you're not, there is no hunt on. And there's no leads as to the whereabouts of the cult of Malthus or Malthus themselves. So you're kind of trawling through the big headlines, and you get to the back, and there's sort of a, a little bit of a, a fluff kind of like, ooh, curiosity piece about a series of horrible livestock deaths in a village in Rominster, which is about 20 miles up the road, sort of into the Sussex Downs, which looks, well, particularly brutal and not immediately supernatural, but you know there is a darker side to the world. And, I mean, who just murders cows horribly? Sounds like Rominster rabbits to me. <laughs> but yes, so that's where we we find you guys all sort of sitting there. I don't know how you work really. I mean, who drives the car? I think you're fine. It's my car. Okay, so I'm mm. filling it up because that's what I do at the petrol station, like an With adult. With all the other grown-ups. Yep. I can see the price. I'm just choosing not to look at it all the way up there. <laughs> I think I sometimes take over driving if we are likely to be spotted by other adults. <laughs> and Betty cannot drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, passes through things that are objects, but not people. So the way yeah. that I envisage you being able to sit in a car is by having to sit on somebody's lap. Yeah, presumably you're sat Or holding onto their shoulder and sort of being dragged <laughs> along. <laughs> As effectively the person moves at around about 50 miles an hour and you're not contained by the car. <laughs> clutched oh, on someone. No. I kind of assumed that it worked much like R.L. Stein's masterpiece of The Ghost Next Door. And so when it's relevant to the plot... I can interact with objects and when it's better for the plot that I go right through them, I'll go right through I, them. I think on reflection I am going to have to defer to the master on this one. So yes, you I can mean, sit I, in the car. I didn't see anything in your character sheet that said you couldn't float at hundreds of miles an hour. That's true. <laughs> You're just hanging out outside the window. I am reticent to establish this ability. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we find you at like a, a roadside rest stop, petrol station, so Sam is filling up the car, you're reclining with your copy of the Argus, and maybe, uh, it's the 70s, so I'm going to assume a bad cup of tea? I think food was just like bad in the 70s. We've yeah, all seen those like dinner party things where people go like, oh. mash some tuna into a cone, put mayonnaise on it, and ram a stick of celery, and you've got yourself a fun little clown dish. Yeah. <laughs> Meat jellies and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Everything is preserved, but brown. So you've got yourself a cup of whatever that is, and, but it passes a for tea. A cup of brown. So, yeah, so I was and, like, oh, you have a cup of tuna. Yeah. <laughs> and what is what is Betty up to? How does how does Betty spend her downtime in as a ghost? I mean, staring at Cleo, cool. obviously. I think she's probably mastered the art of, like, being bored, you know, <laughs> because she can't really interact with a lot. 
I'm guessing that things like the local living world paper is not super interesting to her. I think she reads a lot of like fantasy novels mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, other, mm-hmm. you know, things where she can find some representation of dead people. You know. Oh, but, sorry, I've just, I've just, because you can kill clothes, right, to, to wear clothes. Yeah. I assume you tear books in half and you get the, the spirit of the book that you can actually read and interact yeah, with. Yeah, I think that sounds great. And also, so the Mustang, given that it basically died and was half restored, <laughs> yeah, it's right, an undead yeah, car. It's which an means undead car, so I can ride in that. And it's, it's the only car that you know of that you yeah. can actually interact with, Makes so sense. there we go. Also, you um, don't have to sit in my lap. <laughs> she is super into like 60s culture I've decided so like her voice she's not using her real voice because she doesn't want Cleo to recognise her she got discovered so she is basically putting on the voice of Diana Rigg in the Avengers and I think she's probably super into like listening to the Rolling Stones and (laughs) watching 60s TV Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Like, you know, and hunting down Mary Quants to rip in half. Very <laughs> important that we establish that you can interact with the Mustang stereo, yeah. which does work sometimes. Anyway, so we're in this scene and Cleo just comes across this article. So what do you do? I say there's some uh, very suspicious looking cow deaths over in Romanster. I think we should investigate. I mean, it's just cows. Yeah, but they've had their guts all out and put in weird circle shapes. I mean, honestly, they just sound like they're more ready to be burgers, but okay. No, 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 that's not, that's not how you make cows into burgers. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, that's basically what a cow is, right? It's a burger with legs. You're so young. I mean, whatever. I continue filling up the Mustang. It's full. <laughs> I'm spilling petrol. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> the attendant runs over and goes, oh, whoa, uh, you might want to stop there you can settle up and maybe let's not get gasoline all over don't tell me how to use my petrol don't I'm gonna tell you how to use my petrol station so we're gonna I'm gonna ring this up my money's as good here as anywhere else (laughs) it is please don't 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 argue with the nice man hello yeah don't argue with me get in the car (laughs) that will be an appropriate amount of money to fill up a gas tank it's a shilling keep the change (laughs) I think we've moved beyond that as far as I know but uh, you know what I'm going to accept it. <laughs> it's a collector's item now. Ooh, very valuable. The fools. <laughs> I shall sell this for far more than the price of that tank of petrol. <laughs> and so, sated, the petrol station manager walks back to their little hut. Gosh, I'm going to have to get used to the 70s thing. I mean, I have no idea if that's how petrol stations work in the 70s, but let's no, say it is. Either. I'm the universe. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay. It's my version of the 70s. Mm. All right, then. You ready, Betty? Of course. Uh, always. Did it say anything about the kind of entrail entrails are entrails dead probably demonic no I I figured they'd be dead but did it say what exactly had happened to the entrails oh you think maybe you could have like ghost entrails for something I was thinking more that if it's in a pattern or a word or phrase then it might be something to look into just says weird formations here. Sure. I, imme- <laughs> I immediately hop into the driving seat before anyone can stop me. I mean, we've paid. I mean, I'm, I'm probably even going to use a seatbelt because seatbelt's cool. Okay. I sigh deeply <laughs> and get into the passenger side. <laughs> I start driving, unaware of where Romanster is. Okay, yes, I get the map out. <laughs> yeah. The map, which is, of course, in the glove compartment because... Oh, yes. This is the age before sat-navs above barrack timeless. <laughs> 
yeah, and uh, you start making your way to Rominster. So it is a actually quite beautiful late summer afternoon oh. as you travel up. You're going through the South Downs, so it's rolling green hills um, and beautiful idyllic forests. So it's very, like, it is extremely pleasant. And you turn yourself off of the A road into some lanes and they slowly get narrower and narrower and narrower as you get towards Rominster. And then you finally find yourself at a little sign that says, Welcome to Rominster, population 400. It's in sort of a, a bowl valley, so nestled in the hills. It's surrounded by, on the east side, agricultural fields. And then on the west, there's sort of a, a small wood, it's a wooded area that used to be part of a much larger forest. So it's got that old feeling, but it's quite small as an area. This place is basically a collection of houses around the lane or the, the small road running through it. There is one church, there is one store, there is the village hall, and then really it's a loose collection of farmhouses that come, you know, this is their closest place, or there are a few residents, there are a few commuters who live here and then commuters that are sort of larger towns to do, you know, office work or some of them work in local government, that kind of thing. So, you find yourself here. What do you do? How would you like to approach this situation? Hmm. Sorry, are we at the farm? No, you're at the outskirts of Rominster. So there's a couple of options. You could question the townspeople, you could go straight Mm. to the scene of the I want to say crime, but you know, actually, no, killing livestock unlawfully that's a crime. The scene of the crime, um, <laughs> I think we should go and linger in the public house. There is, in fact, a public house, <laughs> yeah, and see what gossip we pick up. Yeah, we should, we should all go to there, we should go there right now. I'm not buying you any alcohol, you don't need my money's as good here <laughs> as it is anywhere else. Thank you, all right. I definitely immediately beeline to what I think is the nearest public house. Cool. It's really obvious because this is a small village and there's one pub. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> pulling up outside. Yeah, so you can pull into the car park. Uh, it's called The Moonlight on the Pond. Aww. And it's very old-fashioned, you know, sort of a proper almost wattle and daub kind of look to it. it it's an old coaching in sort of yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. So you walk inside, everything is very brown. <laughs> Even though it's summer, there is a fire burning, so a it's very British pub. stiflingly hot. <laughs> there are maybe three other patrons in there, as well as the bartender. Okay. I go up to the bar. Cool. So, actually, at this point, I feel like it might be useful to explain the sort of basic moves and the things that you can start to do. So, start Ooh. to interact. Yes, please. Um, Chug, Stropedo, <laughs> uh, Yard of... Yeah, these will, these will check out. So... You have acting under pressure, which is used for any difficult or dangerous action that isn't covered by another move. You have help out to help another hunter do something. If you succeed, you give them a bonus on their task. Investigate a mystery, which is used to work out what kind of monster you are dealing with, what it can do and what it's planning. Kick some ass, which is used for fighting, mainly fighting monsters. (laughs) Manipulate somebody, which is used to try and get someone to do something for you after you give them some kind of reason. Protecting someone, which is used to save someone from danger. Reading a bad situation, which is used to work out what dangers are immediately threatening you. Or use magic, which is used to cast magic spells or use enchanted items. Cool. So, what um, are you planning to do? With that information, you don't have to use a move, a move right away, but now you're armed with that sort of uh, sort of stuff. I am going to chat up the bartender. Okay, so you walk over to the bartender, who is a, a large, ruddy-faced man in sort of an open shirt with a waistcoat. Very much looks like a farmer. Oh. Yeah, so his, his uh, shirt is rolled up, it's open a bit, and you can see sort of his vest below it. And as you walk in, he says, oh, what can I do for you? Hello, sir. Can you recommend some some beer for me? Some beer? Yes, of course. There, there's, well, we've got the sort of local, the Romanster beers. Oh, or... I'm, sure, I'm sure anything local would be absolutely fantastic. Ale or lager, are you more of a... Or spirits, of course, for the lady? 
I am the lady. Would, 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 would the lady like some spirits or? I said beer. Okay, yep. Of course, a beer. A beer, of course. Yes, a beer. Uh, a half pint? Pint! <laughs> so it's a pint and a half pint? A pint and a half each, yep. That's an appropriate amount. Three, three pints. One pint and one lemonade. Okay, uh, and for yourself? Um, Look, looking at Betty, yeah. we are an audio medium. I'll, I'll have a spirit. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> and which spirit would you like? I think House's Choice surprised me. Uh, yes, of course. Right, give me just a second. And he sort of busies himself uh, pouring out three pints of the local ale and a spirit, which I'm going to say is gin. I don't know what they drank in the 70s. I assume it's just gin. It's fine. People pretty much drink gin for as long as people had gin. So yeah, you could <laughs> Listen, you can't drive the car and have alcohol at the same time. It's the 70s. This is just a liquid lunch. There isn't the, the, isn't the stigma that I'm sure will come <laughs> along, and rightfully so, because it's a terrible thing to do. I feel in my bones that it's a bad idea. But yet, I'm sure history's on my side. <sighs> so, yes, uh, <laughs> three pints of the local and a gin and tonic for the... Thanks, my good man. For, for you. I take all three of the pints. I'll just <laughs> concentrate so hard on picking up this gin and tonic. Sure, which you are able to do if you, yeah, concentrate really hard. Humming under your breath. Oh, my darling, I'm hungry. Come on. <laughs> so I heard there's been some disturbing activity in this town lately. Oh, what? With the cows. The cows, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a bad business, I think, yeah. I, I don't really know what the pharaohs are going to do, to be honest. You know, the, the pharaohs? Yeah, it's their, it's their farm. Half their livestock are, are just are gone now. Wow. Um, strangest thing. I don't know what the motive might be or anything like that. I'm, no idea, to be honest. I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't possibly I couldn't possibly say, really. Anyway, back to the... I need to talk to some of these other patrons. So. Where are the pharaohs? Oh, the pharaohs? Yeah. Oh, you want to... Why don't... Wait, are you... Are you are Burger you? salesman, yep. I was going to say journalists. <laughs> <laughs> I can do two jobs. Life's life's tough. Gotta make ends meet. We're, we're journalists for uh, Burger Magazine. Okay, I'm going to ask you to make a move at this point, which is, which is definitely manipulate somebody. <laughs> yes. because that, yeah. that could have been a simple question, but... But I'm helping. Alexander. Became... All right. So, Sam. Manipulate someone... Okay, so I have to roll plus charm, and my charm is on the other sheet. And just to complicate things further, is it worth me trying to help a fellow hunter, which I believe is another action? Okay, I've yeah, got so charm plus you one. can do this after the result is rolled, okay. and also I'm going to say, no, you can't, because <laughs> you cause the situation. This is very if, true. If Betty wants to, you know, basically oh, you, can, you yeah. can help if you justify it, but also, as I said, like, you can actually roll after the result is known, so you can know if it's worth you helping out. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay, so I want to manipulate the bartender into telling us okay. where to find the bartender. That is an eight. Okay, so an eight. So that is a mixed success. What does it say on the eight? They'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show them that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. Okay, so what you're trying to do is find out where the pharaohs are, yeah. despite this person obviously knowing that you are not neither journalists nor burger salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to try and do that? Hmm, what might a bartender want? I mean, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Throughout two things, which is mm. money and not to have their head kicked in. Those tend to be like mm. universal. Those aren't the only approaches, but you know. Yes. 
I'm not sure how much money Cleo has. So it's probably going to have to be a not getting his head kicked in thing. Okay. Cleo unobtrusively takes out her knife and puts it on the bar and says, I suggest that you tell us where to find these furrows because we're on very important business. And Cleo's hard as nails. Thank you, Sam. Okay. I don't want any trouble. This is a nice, normal pub. Well, I would hate to give you trouble. Okay. So. And he bends under the bar and puts a large shotgun. (laughs) Oh, that's wicked! As I said, I don't want to scare any of the other patrons or cause a scene. So I'm going to tell you what you want to know, but you're all going to leave immediately after that. Deal. Okay. So, the Farrow Farm, if you... And he puts the shotgun (laughs) back under the bar. I put the knife back in my belt. (laughs) So, turn left out of the door, go up three houses as a small lane. Follow the lane to the end and you'll find yourself at the Farrow Farm. Okay? Fantastic. Thank you. Brilliant. She takes one of the pints of beer with her as she goes. I take the other two. (laughs) Okay. Let's make a note of that. (laughs) I mean, presumably they're already poured as well, so... Yeah, Yeah, no, no, he's he's made the drinks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we paid for them. You get to keep the glasses, don't you? I mean, that's a thing, so... Well, we'll have to keep them since we can't go back in there now. And you walk out into the bright summer sun. <laughs> Getting back into my car, pipe in each hand. Ah, oh, man, this is this always happens. Never I, I start out intending to be sweet and flirtatious, but it just ends up in knives. <laughs> Could have... Yeah, fair. So, you head over to the Farrow Farm then, yeah? Yes. Right. Yeah, as you head up there, there isn't actually that much going on. You might expect a little bit more of a media circus, but it's a small village. It's not huge news. There are a couple of cars sort of parked just off of the driveway. So there's a long driveway towards the farmhouse surrounded by fields, but then you can see a couple of cars sort of parked to the side. One of them's looking pretty pretty flash, doesn't look like a farmer's car, so you expect mm. maybe you know that might be someone here because of the cows. But yeah, as you make your approach, you're not, uh, you know, no one introduced themselves, no one calls out, so... You're outside the farmhouse. Mm. Betty, would you like to go and do a bit of ghostly spying for us? Of course. We're not going with the burger thing again, are we? No, let's let's not. Excellent. I'm going to try and sneak around. Okay, cool. And see how close I can get without anybody noticing me. Sure thing. I mean, that... I'm incorporeal, but it's not really like, I'm not invisible. You're trying uh, not to be seen, so I think that's an act under pressure. But yeah. yeah. So okay. when you say you're sneaking about, are you, like, ghosting into the house? or No, you... I want to go to the fields specifically rather than the house. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ghosting through the fences, I guess, rather than through the house. Okay. To be honest, I don't think this is the kind of thing that, that really needs a roll at this okay. point. So, yeah, you have a look around, obviously not bothering to hop fences. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not entirely necessary. And you see one of the fields a bit further out, there is a bunch of movement. There seems to be some people moving around. Assumedly, this is the place where some cows were horribly murdered. So, yeah, so that's what you find out. Okay. I mean, um, if, like, unless you want to go up and listen in on the conversation or... Well, is it enough people that if I went back to get the others, they would blend in or is it... Not that many people. No, there's like three people there. Oh, then yeah, I'd like to go and listen in. Okay. Yeah. Snoop, snoop for snoop. all your worth. Okay, <laughs> so that would probably be an act under pressure, yep. but before we make that roll, I think we're going to take a break. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And we're back. So... Betty, I think you were just about to snoop around and try and listen in on the conversation that's going on in that field. So I was. make me an act under pressure roll, please. Oh, so that's a nine. Yeah, okay, so it's an eight. Ten plus is a success. Seven to nine is you get a worse outcome. And on a miss, quote, things go to hell. Cool. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you you kind of start to walk up and you soon realise that the field itself is very open. There's not really any cover and the people are not talking loudly enough or not close enough to a hedge for you to actually be within earshot. Basically, your choice is either you can reveal yourself to try and listen in or go back and remain unseen. I think I'll reveal myself. So I will just walk up looking a little lost and sort of wave at them. (laughs) Being like, hello there, hello. Uh, Oh, oh, um, so one of the men sort of turns round looking pretty flustered and pretty stressed out. He's got 
sort of big bags under his eyes, looks like he's not sleeping too well. He's like, oh, yes, sorry, how can it, what, what? I'm sorry, what are you doing here? Hello, sorry, um, it's Betty Jones. I am from The Guardian in London, and I heard that there was a, a oh, crime right. here, so I just was hoping, I'm so sorry, I'm not really one for the country, so I, uh, I, okay. I wonder if you could perhaps show me around, or... Oh, uh, yeah, okay, well, sorry. I'm Andy Farrow, I, I, I run the farm here, I'm so, yeah, sorry, we're just... I'm still trying to work out exactly what happened. So, I mean, look, we've already had some newspapers here. Is there anything else you want to want to know? I'm not sure if there's anything. I don't know why they got dead cows. I mean, it's important to me, but I don't... Well, The Guardian feels very much that, of course, we've been very London-centric recently, and we would very much like to see the wider side of Britain and to hear about the problems befalling the agricultural side of the community. The agricultural side of the community is so important. Wouldn't you say you are the backbone? of this country, feeding Britons up and down. Uh, so we just wanted to to hear your side of, of what the struggles oh. that you face on a day-to-day basis are, such as half of your flock be, uh, herd sorry, being killed right. in this grisly manner. So rural news then. Mm. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, a couple of days ago I had a full herd and then one night, obviously, you know, uh, it's summer, we let them sort of graze openly. It's pretty safe, or was pretty safe around here. And then a couple of days ago, we woke up and, and well, this, and he sort of gestures around the field. So looking around, you see there are two other men here, and one of whom is sort of dressed in very sort of hardy clothes, like not a uniform, but like heavy tweeds, this kind mm. of stuff, um, has some great big gloves, and is kind of really getting involved in some of the guts of the cows. <laughs> And looks looks like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the other person is sort of just hanging about, also looking just a bit confused and a bit lost. But yeah, there are about 15 dead cows here, and they have all been ripped apart. Like, completely ripped apart. There are bits everywhere. There are a lot of flies because it's hot. It's been a couple of days. It's really not very pleasant. If you had a living stomach, it might be turning. But mm. of course, you don't. So... Uh, whatever. You've died, so cows can die too. I don't know. Say la vie, man. <laughs> are there just a bunch of ghost cows wandering around getting in the way? There are not. Oh. oh. A, a clue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a clue. <laughs> so I can guess they haven't been killed by cultists. Oh, and so uh, this looks like it's an unusual problem. I, uh, I see. Yeah? Yes. That doesn't... When, uh, when exactly did this happen? Well... So a couple of days ago, and uh, well, the Thursday morning, like Wednesday night, they were fine. They were, everyone was happy. It was all good. And then Thursday, this. And I've got the other half of the herd like in the barn now because I don't know. Oh, what's of course, happen. very sensible. So do, you didn't hear anything through the night. Well, I, there was some sort of panic noises, but honestly, like they're cows. They kind of they sometimes freak themselves out. We've had that before. Nothing's happened like what's gonna do this it's not like there are bears or wolves here this is sussex i don't know i don't know who would have done this for what reason or what would have been able to do this if it wasn't a person so i i don't know what to tell you i don't do you do you have anything specific you want to know or uh, i wonder if i could talk to the the two gentlemen that you're with get a, a you know a quote from each of them right sure i i, I guess so uh francis he calls over to the other confused looking man who's like looks to be about 
20, early 20s sort of thing? Um, so this guy is, uh, so Andrew's like in his mid-50s. Um, yeah, so Francis turns around and goes, uh, what's up, Dad? And he's like, um, there's a journalist from The Guardian who wants to ask you some questions. And Francis goes a bit pale, because this is quite scary if you're a 20-something farmer. Like, oh, The Guardian wants to talk to you. Great. And he kind of comes over and says, oh, hey, what do you what, what do you what do you want? What's... Hello, Francis. So I'm from the Guardian. We're just learning a bit about rural Britain and the agricultural industry, and obviously this is an. Oh, you've spoken to my dad, right? Like yes, um, but I just wondered if I could get your perspective on these terrible events. I'm definitely wandering off at this point. Oh my! I am God. categorically wandering off. When you say off, what do you mean? Uh, I might nonchalantly have a wander around the cows, but unless I see anything immediately obvious, I mean, I'm probably going to go. Is there any woodland nearby or is it like open fields? So it's open fields and then beyond this field it starts to become woodland. So there's like a, it's kind of, the farm has been carved out of the, gotcha. the yep. woods effectively. Yeah, yeah. So you're on uh, the edge of the woods but sort of behind you is all fields and then the town and then the village and then in front of you is sort of woodland. About five minutes after yeah. you go I suddenly notice that you're gone and go looking mm. for you then. Okay. <laughs> all right, so we'll we'll leave the journalist. Feel free to continue the comment. It's just I know exactly how long I can last. I'm definitely wandering around. What's your purpose what's your point my point is i'm assuming that something has come and killed some cows i'm having looked at things like tracks and things cool excellent would you like to investigate a mystery nah i mean yeah, all right well, fine i will go back to <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here so double roll and investigate have i got anything else nope Ooh, mm. double sixes so that's a 12 that's so a 12. what is investigate a mystery plus when you investigate a mystery, roll sharp. So, oh, I add my sharp as well. Uh, I think so you're an unequivocal success. 13. Yeah, you're an unequivocal uh, on success. On a 10 plus, hold two. So a hold is something that could be spent right away on the questions, which are just below. So you've got two questions. Ah, yeah, one hold can be spent to ask the keeper one of the following questions. Yep, so you can ask me up to two questions. The questions I can have are, what happened here? Some cows died, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain. Why don't I provide the answers <laughs> and you just read out the questions? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, what sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Um, I think we should find out where it is, in my opinion. And apparently the keeper can ask, how do you find that out? And if I don't have a good answer, you don't get to ask that question. What? So if I'm like, <laughs> what's well, the creature weak against? How could you possibly know this? It has to be within it, reasonable limitations because mm. it's not like a mystical power it, where it's the knowledge is imparted to your brain. dropped an allergies uh, card. Yeah, you know, like, so, basically oh, it's you to justify the questions. I'm yeah. going to be investigating straight out of the gate what sort of creature of is it, insofar as I'm looking for things like tracks, I'm looking for, you know, signs of an obvious human. If I'm finding, like, a discarded piece of litter or something that's, mm-hmm. like, related to it, it's probably something person-ish. So that's my first question if I get two questions. Okay, so you go looking for tracks, mm-hmm. and you find nothing, hmm. but not oh, well, they, it, did it just not, you know, do you just not noticing something? You scour it, you've done this before, you know what some tracks sound, look like, you you know, obviously you track down that chupacabra in Chichester, Oh yeah. track down that werewolf in Worthing, you know, <laughs> they leave obvious tracks, and I'll you were the one you who found Manchester, it. Mummy! <laughs> there are no tracks, there's nothing. Okay. okay. Then the second question, well, I can't ask where did it go. can't really get what can hurt it. So I think for my second question, I will ask what can it, do. Okay, and when you say what can it do, so what are you looking for so to try I and ascertain So I found no that? tracks, and I'm still bored because <laughs> Betty's just doing a Betty. So I, I just kind of amble, sidle my way back in, 
and then just start poking around dead cows. Sure. Seeing, like, you know, claw marks, does it eat them? You know, there's lots of things you can learn from poking around dead cows. Okay. Basically, you've kind of been helped out in doing this by Betty, so she has distracted yeah. two of the individuals, and the other person is, well, elbow deep in a cow, so is concentrating on that. Living the dream. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you kind of have a wander around. I will also mention that, Cleo, you, as you go to try and find Sam, you then see them wandering around this field of dead cows. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, so, what you notice is that so these cows, they're big. Like cows, they're big, powerful animals, and they have been just torn apart. So whatever did this is ext- must be extremely strong or extremely large, or maybe both. Also, a lot of the fleshy bits have been eaten. So there are a lot of dead cows, but a lot of those parts of those cows are missing. So it looks like these weren't, you know, it didn't cut their throats and do that. You also have a look and you don't see any weapon marks, as it were. It looks like this may have been done with claws and teeth. Cool, so it's not killing for sport and it has animal things going on. Okay. One thing you do notice, however, is that a couple of the cows are a bit different. Um, These are the cows sort of nearer to the farm. And there are two of them that do look less eaten and their guts have been displayed in those weird patterns that Cleo was mentioning. Okay. Mm. So there are two that are very different in how they've been, or, you know, the corpses are very different. Well, that's certainly my move. I think I've gotten enough Mm. info to be thinking. Cool. So, Betty, well, I guess what are you trying to achieve with this conversation? So I really want to just kind of keep some small talk going because what I really want to look at is the weird patterns of the entrails. I'm basically trying to see if I think this might be a cult thing or a ritual thing. Okay. So if I can maybe kind of like be talking but looking past the... This is going to be a manipulate someone because you're trying to get them to let you Mm -hmm. do what you want. Now it's whether you want to approach this by straight up asking them if you can take a look or as you say kind of having a bit of a Mm -hmm. side eye while that's happening. I guess I just said I was trying to have a side eye. Sure, okay. Uh, probably so would have a... been smarter to just ask straight up, but never mind. Hmm. She's a ghost, she's got other things on her mind. Okay, that's an eight, but I think I get a minus one for being creepy. I do! Seven, still. Yeah. Sure, so that's the old, you'll get yeah. what you want, but you have to mm. give yeah. them something. So I'm going to say what you give them is, so when Francis opens up, Francis really opens up. <laughs> <laughs> Is talking a lot about the minutiae of growing up in a village, being a farmer's <laughs> son, all this kind of stuff. Obviously, to keep up the charade, you need to take notes and you can't yeah. just blow them off. So, yeah. While you're doing this and while you're otherwise engaged, you manage to take a look at the symbols. They look like they have been done purposefully. The two are very similar and they look to be forming like some sort of arcane patternage, but you don't know that it's nothing you recognize, mm. especially not in your demon cult experience. I will jump over to Cleo and ask, what are you doing? I've been carefully following Sam, and once I see you going over to poke <laughs> some cows, I'm going to try and unobtrusively drag you away and be like, no, this is a Betty thing. Like, Betty is the one who's good at sneaking. Oh, right, the yeah, getaway. Yeah. oh, yeah, no, yeah, I was just looking, just looking, you know. It's definitely a big animal, though, isn't it? Yes, that's what a cow is. That's not really what I meant. Like, just, come, just come back into the yeah, cover. Fine. So, fine. as per your conversation, the man who's got his arms in a cow looks mm. up and says, Oh, uh, can I help you? Oh, yes, my nephew. Uh, <laughs> sure, that's me. 
<laughs> Gee whiz! <laughs> Etc. He was just, he's interested in, um, we were just hiking and I think we may have accidentally come onto a farm. Very sorry about that. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, you might want to sort of move off the, there's a lot of gestures generally to the corpses. Oh, shucks. Where did they come from? Yeah, there might be, <laughs> there is, there is a risk of disease. So I'd, I'd recommend you yeah, vacate the premises. Oh, immediately. what disease? I mean... Various, like not really specific, but corpses tend to accrue. It's not anyway. If you'd like to move on, maybe I don't. I'm not sure you're supposed to be here. Come along, Sam. Yes, Auntie, my old, old haggard Auntie. We should move on, shouldn't we? Going to get you later. Yeah, I'm going to get you first. I got a gun. gun. So you grumble off? (laughs) Yes. Okay. This guy goes back to his work. So back Stay to Betty. in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, Francis seems to have run out of steam now, but you do have the underpinnings for a very interesting story about, you know, a, a sort of piece about rural life. If you were, in fact, a journalist, it would be quite useful. Um, <laughs> how are you trying to sort of follow on? To get any more information really about the, the markings and mm. stuff, you might have to actually directly approach it. Yeah, so I will at this point say like well thank you so much that was that oh was no i mean thanks uh, that was i really enjoyed yeah no that was it was good it was good to talk thank you oh i'm i'm glad great i wonder if i might actually have a a look at the cows oh uh yes i i, I guess so um oh um uh, dr stan and he calls over to the person who's uh, sort of in a cow who looks up again and says <laughs> sorry in a cow well, <laughs> it's just a great phrase I really like it like a tauntaun um, <laughs> hello yes Francis what's oh um, sorry there's a lady from the Guardian here she wants to have a look around is that okay uh, yeah I suppose if it's pressed but just don't touch anything okay and yeah it goes back and so, so Francis is like oh yeah no please and Andrew Oh, so many names. Andrew Farrow is kind of, he's kind of backed off a bit and is just looking at his decimated hurt. <laughs> it's like, well, this is a thing that's happened. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get a bit of a closer look then. Can I see any more detail now that I'm up up close, head in the entrails? Yeah, I... Getting really, yeah. really up close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I should probably ask you to investigate a mystery, shouldn't okay. I? Okay. Give you some questions you can ask. That's a seven, and it's sharp, right, for investigator mystery? I would assume uh, yes. so. Yes. Which is plus two. That's a nine. Cool. So that gets you to in your rhythmic so success. I, get I to think hold ask one. one. Yeah. Can I ask what was it going to do? Like what was it trying to do? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But broadly, it's like what was its yeah. intentions, right? Yeah. Well, so you're looking yeah. specifically at the the ones that were killed and not yeah, eaten. Specifically right. the entrail the pictures, sure. not pictures. So, you know. Spooky intestines. Yeah. You notice that, right, so the way that these cows were killed is actually pretty, you're, you're familiar with death. I am, I'm acquainted. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. obvious reasons. You've seen a lot of corpses and murders yeah. in your short time as a ghost, both from being that, seeing what Cleo <laughs> did to them, and also being a monster hunter for a yeah. bit. These cows were killed expertly. Mm. These were killed by somebody who knows what they're doing. The throats were slit very, very cleanly in the right way, so these cows probably died pretty quickly. Then the gut manipulation was done after the fact, but again, the stomachs were slit open expertly. It's not ragged. It's one clean cut. But the symbols themselves, they are... I mean, you've seen some cult symbols as well. Amateur work. I, you don't think these are actually anything arcane or particularly basically these look 
spooky in the same way that sort of a Halloween costume looks spooky. Mm. It's trying, but you'll be damned if it actually has any sort of arcane power or occult power. So that's what you're getting is these people, they know about killing animals. They don't know much about the occult. Hmm. I mean, what they were trying to do looks broadly like summon a thing. And from the evidence, I guess it worked. Mm. But they didn't hmm. really know what they were doing. So that's what you get. Okay. Do we reconvene? So I was, yeah, I was going to say maybe I'll uh, look around for my little murder family. Not my weird family. A little monster hunter family. Yep, so that's fine. So it's it's pretty easy having, you know, you've got your story, you've held up your cover, so it's easy for you to sort of make your excuses yep. and leave. Francis seems actually still like really gra- you know, how gra- she's kinda asks, So what what edition is it gonna is it gonna Aww. come out in? Like can we could we read it? Are we going to get sent a copy? Is uh, that like, how does this... Yeah, so uh, obviously I, I still have some investigations to do before I can write up the finished article. In the meantime, have you considered perhaps talking to a counsellor or... Uh... A counsellor? I don't know what what's a... Like the... One of the village counsellors or... They have like the count, the parish count, one of those. When a, what, well, what, 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 what do you mean by it? What? Uh, just somebody where you go and you visit them... When you want to just talk. Oh. And they just sit there and they, li- they listen to you. Uh, what, like a shrink from the... Yes. A bit like... Uh, yes, yeah, but like not... people on TV, they, yes. they get shrinks, right? Sort of. Okay. Mm. Why? Because you just seem to like talking about yourself <laughs> and your life and I just thought it might sort of... You just Betty. seem like you could mm, benefit. This is why I, mean... I adore Betty. She's just so cruel. Oh, oh, okay. No. I... She's trying to help. Yeah, I mean, but I, s- I think it's willful. I suppose. Yeah, maybe I. Maybe I'm not as kind of. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Oh. Sh- right. Betty. I'll. He lo- sort of looks a bit confused. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bear that in in mind, I guess. <laughs> looks very oh. thought and looks very thoughtful. I wish I wish Sam was around to see this. They'd have been so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so having maybe made Francis reconsider his place in the world, uh, <laughs> you, you you leave. Okay. <laughs> right. So next time, okay, I am your aunt <laughs> and you're mine. That's not how it. You know, you can you can you can, you can drop this tough act. You know, it's not an act. Like, I'm yeah. hard as nails. I poke you. I hit a man with a car. <laughs> You did, and I am very grateful for that, but I did have to rescue you immediately afterwards. You didn't rescue me. You helped finish it off. I basically uh, had it. Oh. How'd you do, Betty? I saw you made someone cry. That was cool. <laughs> ah, um, well, I think we found out a start. I have to say, I think this might be a sort of cultist... Well, like a beginner's cultist situation. You know, my first cultist set oh, good. Easy situation. To Clearly... Someone was trying to summon something or bring about some great evil or give... Well, do a ritual, but it hasn't... Well, it's amateur. It's clumsy. It, I've seen better work. No, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they did manage to, like, get a, like, summit, though, because it killed all the cows, didn't it? And then well, ate them all. here's the thing. Did it? Either somebody did an amateur ritual and summoned something that killed all the cows, or... Something came and killed all the cows, and then somebody did the ritual under cover of the dead oh. cows. Or the cows did it themselves. <laughs> no, let's go with yours. I like yours better. 
but they were very good at killing cows, so we might want to look at her butchers or abattoirs or... Well, those are the two things that I can think of that kill cows. Farmers. Farmers, of course. <laughs> the third thing that kills cows. The farmers. I think we should stay around and see what we can find out under cover of darkness. And maybe visit the library. Maybe there's something in there that could tell us about the history of the place and any historical cults. Books. I hate books. Out of character, mm-hmm. how... I'm assuming we picked this up and I've just missed it as a player, not as a person. How long has it been since the cows? Was it, like, last night or...? A couple of, couple of days. A couple of days. So, like, not last night, yeah, the yeah. night before. The Argus story was the day after. Then you read that and then have come yeah, over. that's what so. I thought. I mean, we could stake it out, but, I mean, if it hasn't come back in two days, I don't think it's going to come back in three. I don't know. Three is a very powerful number. Is it? Yes. Is because it? Of, because of the Trinity. So, so Sammy yes. Minchie kind of turns to Betty with a yeah, but is it? It's definitely worth a try. Okay, yeah, all right. Does this town even have a library? Is it big enough? You don't know. That has got Very a book. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we look for a book? Sure, you can look for a book. <laughs> That'll be sounds fun for you. Cool, so we're looking for a book. <laughs> we're looking Did for a, a concentration of books. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Some bookshelf, maybe, or a, a case full of books. I'm really tempted to split off and go see a butcher because, again, it's, as Sam, I cannot imagine anything more boring than than hunting books. I'm here to hunt monsters. Like, what's the point in running away with a car and a gun if you can't hunt monsters? Would you like to have that conversation in character? I'm going to. You ready? You're all strapped in. Okay, yep. everyone prepare ready. for an in-character conversation. We're good? All right, three, two, one, roll play. No, I'm going to the butcher's. <laughs> I go to the butchers. <laughs> the nuance. <laughs> the drama. I let you go to the butchers because it's the middle of the day. I was going to say, it's like midday. I feel like there's only so much trouble you can get into. Like, maybe you'll buy a couple of sausages. That would be useful. Yeah. Can have that for dinner. Cool. Uh, yeah. Burgers are probably going cheap. I'm, I'm going to say, so it's, it's about four o'clock um, in the afternoon, but it's like still afternoon. You've got a couple of hours left in sort of the, the working day, so nothing's closing or anything like that. So you can go find a butcher's, of which there is one yeah. on the main high street next to the pub. That's great. Meanwhile, what are Cleo and Betty sort of doing? Are you you're still hunting down that yeah, mythical... I think we're looking um, for a library if possible. That's okay. the dream. So the biggest and most sort of administrative looking building in the place is the village hall. There's no library itself. You kind of go in there, maybe they've got some books, and lo and behold, they do have a small section which is sort of about sort of the community, the history, you know, the, the village itself. Okay, I'm going to go and pretend I'm into local history. Cool. There is somebody, a curator, one of these people where it's not, like, completely clear if they have a specific job. <laughs> you know, they're not like a receptionist, they're not like a janitor, they're just kind of there their job is to just be there yeah they're the village nigel yeah, yeah. what's yeah. a village nigel you know he's like the old man who just has worked in the village hall for ages and he's oh. really oh. into like oh, keeping nigel. the records you know he's the village nigel oh, okay yeah. i like it so yeah i mean he doesn't stop you or like really interact with you but he's sort of in the corner sort of pottering about maybe doing some displays oh. or cleaning up a bit or so but 
lets you kind of get on with your with your research. Just some general okay. nigeling. Yeah. <laughs> is there a thing here for researching? This is still definitely investigator mystery, I think. Okay. Basically, the investigator mystery broadly allows you to ask questions of the situation. Oh, yes, looking up old folklore in a library. It says, yeah. literally there we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, look, and you're literally in a folklore library. That's handy. <laughs> if we're both doing this, then do we both make a role or do we make... A helping role. I feel like this would probably be a helping role. Okay. Um, who wants to be the primary actor? Me. Cool. I'll be the helping. Yeah, you kick actor. those bugs' ass. Brilliant. Yeah. Or. Oh. Well. It's <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So let's see oh. what the result is. No. That's a six. That a is six. A fail. Okay. So that is currently a fail. But. But you've got an understudy. Six. But I've got plus two sharp. So oh. Okay, so eight. what does help out do? Where is it is a specific move, so it will be uh, in When there. you help another hunter with a move they are making, roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, your help grants them oh, plus one. Cool. On a 7 to 9, your help grants them plus one, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger. On a miss, you expose yourself to trouble or danger without helping. I got five, so not great. Okay. So you get in trouble. I'm and now don't in help trouble me. and no use. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So. I think what happens is Cleo is looking through the books, isn't really making much headway. So, Betty, you're sort of hanging around, then go finally, okay, I'm going to help out. I'm going I'm to need to help this. So, you ask Cleo without really thinking, either of you, you say, oh, well, chuck me over one of those books. Cleo throws a book at you. Uh oh. The book passes straight through you. Mm. You look up, standing there with a broom, mouth hanging open, staring straight at you. And I'm going to end the episode there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a ghost. Oh boy, oh boy. So that's uh, there we go. It's it's a it's a mild cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger <laughs> in a village hall because of an old man. But we'll see <laughs> how that plays him. out. Yeah. It's the only way to it's the only way to get get away scot free. Right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. See you later, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. I became a monster hunter to <laughs> monsters. Okay, you're gonna die. Vocally, vocally, so bad, Look, I know we're not fans of the monsters. No, no. But I know they're all. Horrible. I love, I love the fact that well, we're gonna have to pause there. Uh, sorry, Larry. Um, Alex just said on the podcast, so we're gonna have to retake that for the first time. Look, I was gonna say you're you're always so hot on us for not swearing, and yet you have managed to be the first person I think to say. I believe uh, on on air like I on air. So. I know that I know that Sasha was the first to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I am the first. I am okay. Yeah. Impressive. Well Congratulations. done. Congratulations. I'm I'm ready to go again. I just would need to watch like, my speaking. Would you like to hunt down a butcher's? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 